Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Hi, Brett. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Happy Monday. Happy Monday after Thanksgiving. We are recording this on the Monday after Thanksgiving. I and, just uh, said that. Did you have it? Yeah, you did. did. I'm, I'm <laughs> reflecting on your comment. Are you? Yes. All right. How was your Thanksgiving? It was wonderful. And yours? Full of family. It was great. We mm-hmm. had a full house. Yep. All the kids. Yep. Girlfriends, friends. It was really, it was lots of fun. Yes. Yep. And ours too. Full house. Excellent. I love that. Our guest wanted to say something. How was your Thanksgiving? Just want to make sure you clarify the girlfriends part of your children's girlfriends. See, I let these that are one. not my. These are my kids' friends. George, yeah, I, kids. I let that one go right by. I, did, I couldn't. It was I, easy. the bat was on my shoulder. Fair. Thank you Fair. both for clarifying that. Yes, it was <laughs> the friends and friends of my children. Mm-hmm. Okay, there let's, you go. let's be clear. So, Brett, as we come to the year end, I was wondering if you made any changes this year in your life or your, well, I guess it would be I'm still sitting here, so no. Well, that's not the only thing you could change. Oh, okay. Any changes you've made this year that you've reflected upon and said, okay, this is a change, uh, hopefully for the better? Well, right. I mean, if it was for the worse, then you'd have to change it back. Right. Right, or change it again. Or be working on it. Or be working on it again. I don't know. I'd say maybe I say yes more rather than either no or well, let me see. Right. Yes to what experiences, opportunities. Experiences, opportunities. Yeah. Focus on the experience side of things. I like it. And so say yes to that more and, you know, trying to do that more. Obviously, balancing operating the business, sitting here, bantering with you on our podcast, family friends, things like that. But whereas, you know, I mean, obviously experiences go along with all of that, but try to say yes more. I like that. How about you? I also subscribe to saying yes. Maybe I say yes too much and I need to. Well, there you go again. You're just lifting what I said. I mean, come on, man. I believe that it's better to regret something you did do than something you didn't do. But regret is, you know. It's something I'm working on eliminating. It's hard. It's not easy. To eliminate regret. Eliminate regret. Yeah, I agree with you. I tried to eliminate regret as well because everything happens for a reason. And so you just learn if it was something that didn't turn out well, then you learn. Or at least you you thought at least initially it didn't turn out well, but it might turn out to be a good thing. Right. Yeah. Look for silver linings. Look for lessons because there are many. Might be good. Might be bad. We'll see. And exactly. What's that from? Dr. Shrikamar Rao. R-A-O. It is a phrase that is used often in my house. Say it again, please. Might be good, might be bad. We'll see. I like it. Runs in parallel to the saying that I use often, which is things work out in the end. And if they're not working out, it's not the end. So same thing. That is profound. (laughs) That is, wow. All right, let's uh, let's get to our guest. He's been sitting here so patiently. Wake him up. Yeah. Our guest today is George Miranda. That's George with a J. George with a J, also known as distinguido. That's a uh, Spanish translation of the word distinguished. Exactly right. George has been a paralegal since 2007. He joined the Bast Amron team in May of 2011. 
He graduated from an American Bar Association approved paralegal program in 2012. His expertise involves assisting attorneys in all aspects of Chapter 7 and Chapter 11 bankruptcies, which includes the representation of debtors, creditors, and trustees. He also has vast experience with all forms of bankruptcy litigation, including but not limited to adversary proceedings. George is fluent in Spanish. He is also a classically trained tenor, an avid golfer, avid Heat fan, and most importantly, a husband and devoted father of two lovely children. Welcome, George. Thank you, gentlemen. That's a heck of an intro. Appreciate it. Welcome, George. Thank you, bro. He's wearing his lanyard around his neck with the Heat logo on it. So yeah. I just wanted to let people know got, he is true. When we say Heat fan. And the cup. And his, and and his heat drink cup, from a Heat I mean, cup. Uh, he is a... As of day one. Dedicated fan. November 1st, 1988. Yeah. That was there. Dedicated fan. And hopefully by the end of the podcast, we will get him to belt out a few yeah. notes for us. We've heard George sing a few times, and it is a... A sight to behold, or a, a, a treat. A, a treat, not a yeah. sight, because no. you don't see it. Although you see him is, sing, but yes. you hear it. It's an experience. Uh, it's it's a, it is an experience that I would say yes to. Yeah. There you uh, go. Um, you got two yeses here. Nelson, are you a yes? We're counting Nelson. Nelson yes. shook his head. Yes. yes. Let the record reflect that he nodded vigorously. Not sure where the record is, but anyway. Appreciate We are recording. <laughs> All right, George. So... Tell us, how'd you become a paralegal? Why, you know, when did you decide to become a paralegal? How'd you, how'd you find your path there? I fell into it, honestly. So Like a hole in the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, quite honestly, I grew up around retail all my life. For the most part, my family had a couple of stores on Miracle Mile for many, many years. Been around retail. Had a store in Dolphin Mall when it opened up initially. And so that was kind of where, you know, it was a family-owned business, so that's where I grew up around. And around 2007, I decided, uh, I don't really think this is for me in my future. So you were uh, working in retail at the I time? I was re- working in retail at the time. And there was uh, an opportunity through a myriad of relationships to go to work for a uh, gentleman who had just left the UST's office and was looking for some help, opened up as a solo practitioner mm-hmm. in the bankruptcy. So this is a lawyer who just left the office of the United States trustee, which is the government's arm in bankruptcy, and then he was opening up he a, was a, a private practice. Private practice, okay. you, see how, you see how he just did that? That was impressive. Yes, thank you, thank you. For yes. the benefit of, of the, the listeners listener. who don't know Agreed. what a UST yeah. is. Right. Right. Well, Agreed, sorry. Well done. Well done. Yes, thank Thanks. you. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks. And he needed some help. He was getting his practice off the ground, and he basically said to me, look, come try it out for a couple months. And if you don't like it, no worries. And if you do, you know, I can teach you how this works. And truthfully, I took to it. He was doing primarily Chapter 7 debtor work, personals on the personal side. And right off the bat, I liked the idea of helping people. And I felt that in that practice, I met a lot of people who honestly needed help to, you know, due to their various situations, get a financial fresh start. And coming from retail, I had a lot of customer service aspects I brought to that office, which the attorney didn't, wasn't his particular specialty with people. So it was a good marriage in that aspect. I wrote him a lot. He actually taught me the ins and outs of bankruptcy and the chapter seven bankruptcy. And I still was there for a few years and really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that aspect of it, of 
learning what you know a Chapter 7 bankruptcy petition looks like, what a discharge was, and everything in between. But really, it was an opportunity to help people in those situations. And of course, 2008, we all know what happened in economically, so it was very busy there for a while, hmm. particularly with uh, investors, And but it was a great experience. It, it was something very new to me, and I, and I took to a, I took to it rather well. So, yeah, that's how I kind of fell into it, so to speak. Okay, good, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would say that, and I'm sure Brett would agree that, having worked with you for so long, that the desire to help people, like that desire in you is, you know, comes through almost immediately. And obviously you do it very well here. You do it for our clients, but you also do it with your colleagues in the office. So that desire to help is, I think that's applicable almost in any job field. Yeah, I would say, to add to that, I would say, George, you're empathic. Right, you have great empathy. Wait, he um, can predict the future? Yes. Is that what that means? <laughs> well, yes. So even Nelson's laughing at that one. Um, you don't have to laugh. It's okay. It's not that funny. So, well said. You are empathic and you love, you know, you're the office hugger, right? By far. And so, but, but it's, it's appropriate not, hugging. Totally appropriate. Yeah, HR approved. Exactly. Um, but it's not necessarily the physical hug all the time, right? And it's the empathy that gives that figurative hug of whether it be clients, whether it be people. You have the fortune or misfortune of sitting outside my office. And so I get to hear your interaction with people daily, whether it's on the phone, interacting with clients, opposing counsel, whoever, or even the clerk's (laughs) clerk's office, Mm -hmm. or people in the office, and your empathy comes through. I mean, is that something that runs in your family? Is that something you were taught? as a kid, or is that something you learned through your time in, in retail? I honestly think it was, um, I was kind of born with that. You know, moms are always the biggest cheerleaders. And she's always saying how my teachers from very young was always saying how much I wanted to help any student. And as a young kid, being fluent in Spanish, I would get a lot of, you know, those students that were just gotten here from Cuba mm-hmm. who didn't know the language. And I would always be the one sitting next to them to help them out, like explaining the curriculum, getting them up to speed type of thing. So I think it was just an innate thing that I was born with, to be honest with you. But yes, does it run in my family? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you also see examples of it. So mm-hmm. even if, you know, it was something I feel I was born with, it was it definitely enhanced by people like my mother and others in my family who showed me that, you know, you got to think about not just yourself. I think, you know, if, to make this world a little better place, you kind of put others' needs in front of yours sometimes. And, you know, the man upstairs also kind of preaches that. So that's also where I came from. But I appreciate, you know, you saying that, Brett. I I, I know when our clients come to us, it's not a fun situation for them. They're not coming what? to us. You know, <laughs> yeah. They're not coming to us because they want to be here necessarily. And you guys really, I feel grateful that you put me in a position to be able to interact with our clients as much as I do because I truly try to let them know, look, it's going to be okay. We're here we're here to help you. Right. We're going to make this as as positive as experience as yeah, possible. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and then try to give them a little bit of a family feel, like you know, your home. You're you're legally speaking, you're at a, a place that's your home. We're going to take care of you. And that's kind of where I try to approach it from and form a bond. I think there's a human bond with people, especially if they're in a vulnerable position. They're looking for help, right? They're and yes, I mean, you know, they're here. They're hiring us. But beyond that, you know, I really feel that you got to show them that you care. You care about them, you care about their situation. And I really hope that that comes through when I interact with our clients and also my coworkers here. You know, I'm really very fortunate to work with some great people here at Bastian Ron. I've been here for 
number of years now. Not quite at the ground level, but I was an early pretty investor. Close. Pretty close. Pretty early investor. Yeah, that's right. And I spent a lot of time here. So uh, I try to always show people how much I appreciate them and how much I, I value them. Well, I would say George is symbolic of our, sort of our mantra, our mission statement of we care, right? And, and yeah. you know, if you care, you're going to put forth whatever effort is necessary to get the job done for the client. And when you say it's going to be okay, I mean, we don't know what that means, yeah, right? Stop saying that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, but we, yeah, yeah. No, it's, but we don't know what that means, but we do know that we're going to help you. Right. right. And we're going to get you to a spot. It may not be the ultimate place where they want to be. None of them, again, like Jeff said, none of them want to be here, really, until after they've interacted with you or us, then maybe they want to come. But they don't want to be here. But the idea is that we're going to care. We're going to put forth the effort. We're going to get them to a spot where they can move forward with their life, right? And 100%. that's kind of the outcome that we're trying to achieve. For 100%. Them. 100%. Yeah. And I think that it comes through in our detail and our attention. Any client can reach out and know they're going to get a pretty quick response from us if there's anything that they need. And, and that's just, you know, the customer service part of it. So I think the customer service part of retail for me, mm. I definitely apply yeah. here. Right. You know, and I hope that, you know, they understand that we go above and beyond in that aspect. Right. Know? And that's why... We definitely get repeat customers, you know, people who, you know, we definitely think of us in multiple ways and not just bankruptcy, but other matters and, and think of us first to move on and look at other things if they need. Yeah, that idea of letting the client know it's going to be okay. We obviously can't guarantee outcomes here as a law firm, but we're letting the client know because I think the clients come to us, they have a problem. Most often it's a very serious problem. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes they're overwhelmed, stressed, panicked, whatever, their lives are falling apart from their perspective and they don't know what else to do. And so we throw them a life preserver in some respects. And But I think for the most part that what they're looking for is someone just to be on their side. And so we take on their problems. We're going to be an advocate for them. We're going to try. We're not going to guarantee an outcome, but you can bet your ass we're going to try our hardest for 100%. you. And we genuinely care. Right. And I'm sorry, when I say everything will be okay, yeah. I'll no, 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 I'm not kidding. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You, that's right. great, I wrote it, I even wrote it down. I'm like, letting the clients know it's going to be okay, yes. I think that is... Because it's going to be okay, the question is, what does that mean? Yeah, right, right. exactly. Right, because they come to us and they, you know, yeah. bankruptcy has a negative connotation as it, right. as it is, and that's what we do. So, in, and, you know, you're basically letting them know they're in good hands. It's right. basically exactly. maybe a better, yeah, yeah, no, a better no. phrase. No, 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 let's be clear. Letting them know it's going to be okay is a perfect phrase, it's great. I love that. I never heard you say that before, but I, I think it's wonderful. And I think the clients want to hear that. Everything is going to be okay in one way or another. We're mm -hmm. going to solve it. But there's no class. You don't learn in school or in any, any aspect of life this coping mechanism for dealing with overwhelming debt mm -hmm. and burdens or mm -hmm. litigation or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. there's, no, there's no class for that. And there's, there's no guide for that or anything like that. And so people who call us generally don't know where else to turn, you know, and they don't know us probably. They right. know, you know, somebody recommended us to them and they're calling. Oftentimes you're the first voice. And so that empathy that Brett was pointing to and your desire to help and your just genuine approach, I think is a really important human connection because that's the other thing that lawyers generally lose sight of. And Brett talks about this all the time is that there's a human involved on the other side. I mean, there's, this is a person who sleeps on a bed with a pillow and doesn't, you know, or maybe they're not sleeping. They're just laying on the pillow and not sleeping. Right. But 
the importance, I don't think you can underestimate the value and importance of that human connection because it is a relationship built on trust. Agreed. The client is, it's like a, one of those trust falls. They're falling into our arms. Here, here's everything. Figure it out and help me solve this problem. And that's what we do. And yep. so I think, you know, your approach is super important to what we do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And we are fortunate, we say this all the time, how fortunate we are that we we can make a living by helping these people. And many of them show their appreciation. 100%. I mean, you know, I I still get calls from, you know, I have a client who calls. We finished his matter a year and a half ago, and he'll still call me every eh, few months just to say hi and to see if I'm going to go to law school. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and I appreciate that. Well, and here's here's the time to make any announcements. Right. I'm happy where I am. I'm, I'm glad to be important, but that, not that important. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's smart. Uh, yeah, you don't need a law degree to say that you're important. No, yeah. thank you, Brett. Um, you are very important. And being as empathic as you are and understanding and caring as you are, I would imagine that there's times when you leave here but still thinking about some of the clients and stuff like that. How do you... Or do you use the train ride home and maybe a, maybe another podcast or some music to sort of clear your head? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is not a job where you, you leave the front door and it stays behind. No. Yeah, I mean, there is a time to decompress. Usually, yes, my commute home helps. But honestly, mm-hmm. the number one thing that helps me get over that is when I walk in the door, my two yeah. kids are going, yeah. Daddy's, Daddy's home. home. Yeah. Yeah. Da, da, da. Oh, don't forget the dog, too. Well, I mean, of course. No, Teddy actually beats Teddy. them. Teddy yeah, beats Teddy them. Beats yeah, them. He does. He does. Yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, that puts everything in perspective. And obviously, they're always my number one, them and my wife, of course. And so um doesn't mean I don't go to, you know, when I'm lying my head in, at night and it's like, wait, did I make sure to email the client that last motion? <laughs> right. Uh, right. I think I did. You know, that's going to happen. But yeah, I mean, that's my commute home definitely helps decompress. And like I said, the kids, when I walk, I walk in the door, that's all I need. Right. And it's important to have some separation, right? But I don't think there's any of us, anyone who cares from time to time has that feeling of, oh, did I do this or did I do mm-hmm. that or should I do this or should I do that? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's almost also like a, sometimes for me, it's also like a physical reaction sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, stress, yeah, right? Related yeah, stress, to, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's uh, I've been blessed to that Jeff, so, you know, leads a, a mediation Meditation. A meditation, excuse me. Meditation, <laughs> pardon me. Meditation every Monday. You can do a mediation. We can yeah, mediate we can too med- if you want, right? Yeah. That's, that's. Meditation every Monday morning, and it's gotten me into me- meditating, and that's been extremely helpful. It's helped open up a pathway to do that. Almost, I do it pretty much on a daily basis, and it's definitely helped to separate that. You know, right. and, and fantastic. It's, it's a tool you can do anywhere at exactly. any time. I, on the train. Yeah. I do it on the train every morning. Be careful uh, about closing your eyes on the train. I make sure I sit in a you know an area. <laughs> That uh, not too many people are by me. He holds his, he holds a knife <laughs> to his long. hand as yeah, he falls yeah. asleep. I, I yeah. might peek open my eye yeah. once in a while, make sure nothing's going on. But I think there are many of our listeners who might enjoy a silent meditation for one of our podcasts. Oh, just ten, we'll just have ten minutes of silence. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> silence. Yeah. They might prefer that sometimes um, or banter. But anyway, agreed. No, I, it's it's been a tremendous help for me meditating yeah. and and allowing me to put my emotions down, not just stress about work but mm-hmm. you know anger frustration whatever it is i'm able to i'm much more aware of my emotions and i'm able to set them aside and say okay i'm not Agreed. that is not me that is i'm experiencing anger but i am not you know Correct. jeff is not angry right. so there's various forms right other than like you said being with family trying to decompress for a period of time meditation is good breath work mm-hmm. uh, is also good there's exercise there's right 
sometimes getting down into it and watching like some dumb movie right. mm. or, you know, um, a heat game, a heat game yeah, is, well, though that may, that, that might get you angry. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's from time to time, but uh, like then against the Knicks the other night, but, yeah. uh, but no, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we all find our ways to deal with life and, and sure. it's just what works best for you. And honestly, yeah. I hadn't really tried uh, meditation yeah. until Jeff kind of introduced it and yeah. it's been helpful. Yeah. It's been very helpful. It's great. Yeah. We do it uh, Monday mornings, just a 10 minute small group in the office Everyone's welcome, but yeah, I well, don't the office. Anyone's welcome. Any oh, listener wants yeah, to come yeah. in so and meditate with us on Monday, Monday All morning. Right. Let us know. We need a bigger. It's big usually room. after the huddle at ten a.m. So right. if you uh, you have ten minutes, you want to stop by, let us know. You're welcome. After Sometimes you I meditate before or after a Cowboys game. But yeah. Jeff, oh, George and I are you yeah, know, longtime fan. Cowboys fans, and oh, maybe. I think that's what got me the job. <laughs> During my no, uh, yeah, maybe it may have clinched it, it for you. Might have clinched it for me. Yeah. Okay, uh, but we have—I don't know—we're long suffering Cowboys, uh, Cowboys fans. Yeah. So hopefully this is the year, but we'll find out. We'll see. We'll find out. So George, I wanted to talk a little bit about just the sort of like because you mentioned the bonds of, with your people, with your coworkers. Is it beneficial to have so many friendships? Because can it be distracting? People are always coming up to you to chat, and like you're everybody's best friend. So <laughs> in the office, so. Is it a constant stream of... Well, uh, listen, I, I do have to measure. I mean, I think I have a certain face I give when people can tell I'm kind of busy. I really can't chat right now to generally kind of be like, eh, come see me later type of thing. But yeah, I mean, you got to make sure that you're, you know, you're proficient and you're getting your work done. But on the other side of it is like, I spent so many hours of my day here, you know, and I can't help but establish friendships and bonds with people here. And some of the people that I work with are some of my favorite people I've ever met in my life, you know? So those people I value and they know, you know, we show up for each other. It's not mm-hmm. just one way. So, you know, I think that what makes this place even more special. I mean, I love coming to work, not just because of what we do, but the people that are here and I get to s- spend time with. They're good people. And, you know, not just in the office, we get together on the weekends or our families hang out sometimes. And that just brings more of a cohesive new unit in general. And I just think every person in this office is very special, very special. And they all have things that they bring to the table. And, you know, you try to see the best in everyone and, and you know, and, and establish a relationship, a bond, because you do spend so much time together, mm. not just working together, but just, you know, in the kitchen, having lunch, you know, you get to know people and their families and their situations. And some days, you know, you get to read people. I'm the easiest person, probably person to read here in this office. You know how I'm, how I'm feeling that day just by walking in the door. But Although I hear I might be. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a close race between the two of you. Yeah, but, uh, but just, you know, also know that there's love there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's love. There's a love there amongst us that, you know, we look out for each other. Yeah. Not just professionally, but as people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I love the fact that there is a group of people that get together uh, in various forms, not all together at the same time, but get together outside of the office and have developed that, like you said, that kinship, that friendship, that even family-like atmosphere, mm-hmm. which to me is a, is just A, a sign of a good team, but helps make the team even better when, when you guys are here because you care about each other and are willing to pick up and help people. A hundred percent, right? Yeah. It goes to the same thing we were talking about before about trust. You build up trust. When you're close with someone and you know them, Mm -hmm. you trust them so that when you need help on a project or you're going on vacation and you need someone to cover, whatever it is, you have that trust factor here. And you're also, you know that when someone else is having a bad day that they can count on you or 
A hundred percent. And they've done it for me. I mean, you know, we all have moments in lives that were better than others. And, and I know that I've had people pick me up when I get here and I, and, and I try to do in turn, reciprocate that as much as possible. So yeah, it's, it's a special, it's, you know, guys, it's not lip service when I say this place is a special place. You know, it really, I, I feel it, I feel it and I wouldn't be here. This is actually at this point, this is the longest tenure job I've ever had, even working for my family, unless you count, you know, when I was eight years old. Child like, labor. Child labor, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you we'll talk about that later. Right, yeah, that's another topic. But there's a reason for that. It's the culture you guys have have established here, and, and, you know, we try to live up to it. Well, the culture is a reflection of our people. Unless so. anyone think that George is reading from a script right. that we prompted him, <laughs> we really did not, as we do with all of our podcasts, there is no... Scripted out questions, no. Q and A topics, anything At like all. that. So I don't even know what we're going to talk about today. Genuine, I think, is is what we're hearing. Yeah. So, how did you become a classically trained tenor? He sang. Yeah, I mean, so I was tapped early in third grade, maybe, from my music teacher saying, "Hey, you're a pretty good singer. Why don't you come and do the choir?" And and I did that, and I started getting some solos here and there, and. Then in fifth grade, she, the same teacher was like, hey, there's a thing called the magnet program. It helps, gives a little bit more in-depth curriculum to people who are in the into the arts. Uh, why don't you try out for that? I did, and I made it. Actually, I made, I made it my, for my, I'm sorry, I'm going back. I made it for my fourth or my fifth grade year, but I decided to not go because my baby brother was starting kindergarten that year. And mm-hmm. it was the only year we'd be in school together. Oh, see, so there caring. it is, putting, putting, putting others well, ahead of himself. So I just declined that year, but I re-auditioned the following year. And that year, the teacher who was like, listen, are you going to come this time or what's the deal? Like, I promise I'll come. So anyways, I went to there, South Miami Elementary and Middle School for that magnet program. And then... I auditioned for a high school called New World School of the Arts. And I am a proud graduate of New World of class of 99. Probably amazing four years of high school. We don't have any sports. I mean, thank God our mascots are fighting pigeons. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's located in downtown. So that was, you know, a a tongue-in-cheek mascot. Uh But uh, I was like almost borderline depressed when I graduated high school. I loved that experience so much. And you meet some of the most talented people in the world some of them who are singing in many operas in Europe right now, you know, that you, you come across. So, yeah, like, that's where I got so, my training. So when do you sing now? To the kids during bath time. Mm. To the kids during bath time. Usually, or in the morning when I'm trying to wake them up. <laughs> it's a lot oh, that's di- a nice way to be woken yeah, it's, up. It's a lot of Disney med- medleys, mostly. Besame mucho. Can we, can we get a little bit of that? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll spare your listeners. Uh, you know, we need to properly warm up. Yeah. Okay. All right. I get it. Well, I hope you um, find a way to work it into more aspects of your life, the singing, because it brings you joy. We've yeah. seen it a few times. I think it brings everyone In joy. our 11, about 12 years, I think we've probably seen it three or four times, yeah. maybe. So we want more singing. <laughs> we, and maybe we'll have a, we could just do a recording next time. We'll let you, right, sing the whole 30 minutes. Or we'll do, actually, we'll do 10 minutes silent meditation for Jeff and I, not to say a word. And then we'll let you sing the balance. How's that oh, We sound? can do a Bass Amron talent show. All right. Oh, that would be over quickly. Uh, <laughs> I think that would end quickly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you enjoyed this episode, please uh, show us your appreciation, not just by saying that you liked oh, it, but okay. by leaving a, a review. All right. Share the episode with your friends. Subscribe. Follow us. Let us know. Send us a note. There's so many different ways to let us know. Carry a pigeon. Show. Yeah. Maybe one of the fighting pigeons Send can a carry a note pigeon. to us. Right, to us. Exactly. 
And uh, we will see you next time. Nelson. Thanks, George. Thank you, Nelson, gentlemen. George, Thank Brett. you, Nelson. Thanks, Nelson. Thank you, gentlemen. Little special people I talk about is... Proud to be a part of this. Nelson Mr. Nelson. Nelson. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. Wait, don't don't hit stop, Nelson. We're still going here. We're praising you. Yeah, we want to thank everybody. Off. I want to thank Jeff and Nelson and George. George and Nelson and Jeff. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. For more information on this show and other resources, visit FastAmron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Fast Amron.